welcome to Let's Take Chances. I'm your girl Kimmy. In this week's episode, we talk about dementia and what are the signs that we need to identify with our family. So join us on the porch as we talk about dementia. Hey, 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 what's going on today, ladies? How are you doing? Hey, hey, how are you ladies doing? Doing great. We are at that second to second episode, and now this is going to be a really good one, too. This is a follow-on to uh, last week. So, um, Keisha, take it away, darling. So, we're glad to have again um, Leona Davis, who's going to talk to us about um, a topic that is affecting a lot of families, and that is having family members that have dementia. Mm -hmm. So, with that being said, Leona, we know that people... um, like I said, have um, family members or experience or no friends who have loved ones with dementia. So my first question is, if you know this, how do you meet that dementia patient where they are? Because that is a very difficult thing. You're in this time zone. They're in that time. Yes. So that would be the first question. Wonderful. Great question. First, before we can answer that question, we got to understand what dementia is. Dementia is a group of conditions that is categorized by an impairment of at least two brain functions, such as memory and judgment. In other words, um, they are in, their mind is boggling and they are slowly traveling backwards. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. We we hear about time travel, time travel, and this is what they're doing as a dementia patient. They are in a time travel zone. It's amazing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. They are going backwards. They are not reliving the future. They are going backwards. They are reliving their past over and in depth and over and more in depth and over and more in depth. So how do we meet them where they are? Let's have a candid conversation. Sometimes you may reach that dementia patient right where they're at because you understand what century they're in. If you had a grandmother that love to cook. So you now see her in the kitchen with her apron on, talking about get this and get that, let's make some biscuits. Then this is the time for you to understand she's in her baking mood. Let's go ahead in the kitchen and say, mama, we gonna go in there and make us some biscuits. Let's, do, let's put some cookies on the sheet and let's make some cookies. Something to reiterate where she's at. So now we're gonna meet them there because now we're not trying to force them to come back to 2023. We're meeting them in the century that they're in. You might find that your, your grandfather's going to the window and talking about he's got to get ready to go overseas. He's mm-hmm. talking about his military days. So now you got to reassure him, listen, dad, y'all not deploying today. Y'all going to deploy next week. You know, sometimes you just got to have that conversation to know where they've been so we can have the conversation where they're at. So is it is it wise to be combative? Like, say for instance, just like you said, he said, "I'm getting ready to go. Uh, I'm, I'm getting ready to go to to war or whatever the case." And you said, "That's not it. You're not going to no war. Should you do that or should you?" No. Okay. No. Don't don't fight with a dementia patient because you're not going to win. <laughs> I, I'm gonna tell you, you're not going to win because their time zone. Is a whole different time zone than yours. And they're not thinking that they're 86. They're thinking they're 26. They're thinking they're 16. And believe me, the strength that they got is a 16-year-old strength, is a 26-year-old strength, even though they're in an 86-year-old body. 
My mother-in-law, just a some some a joke for you. My mother-in-law hit the floor one night, and we heard a big old boom, and we was like, "Oh my God, what the world happened?" You know, we went in the room. My mother-in-law is laid out on the floor, and we said, "Mom, you okay?" And she said, "I almost got her." <laughs> I said, "What do you mean?" I almost had that chandelier on her head. In her mind, she was beating up somebody, and she was reaching up for a chandelier to lay her out. Okay, she hit that flow pretty hard, but at the end, she was saying, I almost got her. <laughs> so we have to meet them, you know, we got to meet them where they at. Because believe me, I was not going to try to fight her at that moment because whatever that woman there was, she was about to get hit up with a chandelier real quick. Okay, so we have to be able to understand the story. I once I understood where I knew the story of the chandelier. So when she said it, I knew what she was talking about. And all I can do is sit on the floor with her for a minute and just laugh. So we have, we have to, <laughs> we have to get out of our subconscious. I can't go there with them attitudes. Mm-hmm. We have to understand that our loved ones lived a life before we, they had us. Yes, for sure. So, you know, Le- Leona, that's yes. going to lead into sometimes they have secrets. Mm. And you might not know it until you find out through their conversations. Talk about that a little bit. You have to be able to have these conversations with your loved ones to bring out some secrets that sometimes that we as family don't want to discuss. We have to be ready to say, you know, I live a life before I met you. And this is some of the things that I did, baby. Like we used to tell, I tell my children this today. I done that. Been there, done that, wrote a book about it. I got the t-shirt, t-shirt to prove it, okay? Mm-hmm. They have lived this life. We all we're doing is repeating their life over in a different century. So they've been there, done that. So we got to be able to say, okay, mom, what did you used to do? And mom got to be free enough to talk to you about it. Dad, I know mom wasn't the first one. Who was that woman named that you you was over there kissing at overseas with? <laughs> You know, Um, so you got it. It's a way to bring it out. But sometimes, unfortunately, in our life's journey, it doesn't happen that way. And yes, secrets come out. Is it a good secret? It can destroy a family secret. Yes. Some secrets are just that bad because mom didn't tell me she had two babies before she had me. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at a show called Black Cake. I am. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a wonderful show. Hey, wonderful show. I'm sitting here looking at this lady like, oh my God. Yeah. You was a whole individual that had another individual that now you're trying to tell it all the story while you're dead. I don't want to find out I got another sister and brother when you're dead. Mm-hmm. I don't want to find that deep. You know, we got we got we got to tie, we gotta have a conversation. Mm-hmm. We don't want to, but we got to because. Secrets today is separating us. So, secrets are destroying us. So we're, we're finding out that secret from the dementia patient. How do you, how should you, or what is your suggestion of handling it? Especially if it's something tough or, you know, nothing lighthearted, but something that's really could divide a family or whatever. How How should you, or what do you, what kind of advice would you give? Love. We got to look past it. 
there's we, we can't change the past. But I, I mean, what else you gonna do? You gonna you 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 can't you can make them suffer, and you know what I mean. And you exactly. may not want to suffer. Where Sometimes secrets need to be left where they at. It's a secret. You know what I mean. Yeah. You hear a person say, "I'm just saying." And then say that you know some people even say, "Don't bring it up." Well, unfortunately, Mama was out there stripping on the pole, <laughs> and it brought up a situation that I need to ask a question about. Finding <laughs> out that my mama was a stripper. I mean, I had a nurse that found out her mama was a stripper while her daddy was overseas. So I don't want to find out my mama was a stripper over while she's on a bus stripping. I don't want to find that out right then. Tell me that now. But if I find out about it, then we got to learn to say, okay, that was her past. Mama, I still love you. Daddy, I adore you. Sister, brother, listen, we ain't got time to fight about what they did. We got to love them now because mm -hmm. we don't know how much a dementia patient's lifespan is short. Can you I might have them here 10 years. You might have them here five years. But in that process, do I want to sit there and worry about what I could have, should have did or just loving them now? Right. It's important. Can I ask a question, Leona? I, and I, I've run into this, you know, being a caregiver myself, the difference mm -hmm. between dementia, the difference between um, Alzheimer's mm -hmm. and then just plain senility. And I understand that they are different levels and they are not necessarily the same thing. One could be part of the other, but not the other, the part of another. So how would you, um, how would you lay that out for a family as well? Well, a family that has a, like you said, they run, they run, they collide together, but they separate in their own way. All timers is just a, a phase of their life that they're just, you know, passing through. They may not interject with a lot of things that they're passing through with. They may not, they just, their mind is just slipping and they really just in a position where they just at a stagnant point and they just fall in deep. But sometimes Alzheimer's patients slip over into a dementia right. where they are now reliving and they're slipping in both ways. Okay. So it's just imperative that you as a, we as a caregivers just knows that we can't change the process, but we got to address the process in peace and in patience because one day they up, the next day they down. One day they hear, the next day they ain't. You know, we just got to be able to adjust it have, and have a set. I always say put a set motion of, of a daily routine to keep them on track, especially with an Alzheimer's patient. You do the same thing consecutively. If you have tea at 9 a.m., make sure you have tea at 9 a.m. every day. If you're doing it Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, Make sure it's something that you can consecutively do Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Because with an Alzheimer's patient, um, doing things repeatedly on a, a, a routine is, is helpful for them to, to stay abreast in that, say, that setting on where they're at. Okay. To adjust the setting that they're in, it's imperative that you use a routine with them as well. Versus where it's a dementia patient. You can have a, a good day where they're here today and they might sit down and tell you some stories that might blow your mind away the next day. Okay. So, um, so it's just got to know what, you, what level where you need to go at with each one. So, Leona, we just thank you for this because I know that our listening audience, they have just taken away some great nuggets. 
about how to deal with a dementia patient. Um, he was quick and concise and to the point. So, Leona, where can um, our audience reach you? How can you be reached? I am on two of my platforms right now. Um, Facebook, I am on Instagram. I am on Facebook as Leona Davis. I am on Instagram as Yiona Yisrael. Um, I go into both names. Um, one is my Hebrew name and one is my English name. So I use both of my names as I on the platforms. Mm -hmm. um, and reach out to me through Messenger. Um, I would email, I would definitely get back with you and give you the necessary information to get in contact with me personally. Mm. Awesome. Awesome job. You know, I just, um, one thing I just have to say is that you have provided like a pathway for maybe people who think that their loved ones are going through it, or maybe they even think that they know what their loved ones are thinking because it should be a judgment-free zone. You know what I mean? Because you mm -hmm. can't make them, um, I guess, kind of confess things or just go along with it because it, this is this is a disease. You know what I mean? And I'm mm -hmm. telling you, um, I praise God my mother is 85 and she's doing well and she got all her, her faculties and, and doing well. Um, but I, I have been involved with people who have had um, dementia and it's it's so um it's so disheartening, you know what I mean, when the care the caregiver kind of, you know, tries to um I guess to replay the life for them and put their own mm -hmm. emotions into it. And I guess that's really a hard thing because you see the person that you grew up with or raised you or whatever, and now that is a shell of that person and they're relieving reliving periods of time that you may not even know. You know what I mean? So it's almost mm -hmm. you have to reenact it, you know, with them. So um, I ask that, you know, what Leona has provided us today, that you, you know, seek help first, you know what I mean? And live with um, grace and, and give grace always. So this is our second episode and we're going to have another episode with Leona next week. And I cannot wait because then she's going to tell us what can you do as the caregiver to get help? Because don't we need help as caregivers? Absolutely. Sure yes. So, um, you know, join us on the porch next week. So, joining me today is. I'm Tronti. I'm Keisha. I'm Leona. <laughs> <laughs> Have a wonderful week on purpose, and we'll see you next week. Take care. <laughs>